What is good, everybody? Welcome. It is episode 92 of the most LAFC podcast on earth. That is right. This is Defenders of the Bank sitting across from me in his 2015 New York Mets playoff hoodie. That is Christian Philly Philemon. And yes, I'm here looking as homeless as can be with my quarantine beard and my caveman hair. The one nice thing about it is I actually can grow a little more hair than I originally thought. The bad thing, (laughs) an awful, awful lot of gray. Yeah, you know who I am. I'm the scarf, J.R. Liebert. And this is episode 92, of course, the focus of today's episode will be all about getting all tied up in virtual Vancouver. That was an interesting matchup between X-Ray, the Vancouver Whitecaps. We'll call him Eczema for the rest okay. of the day. Eczema. All right. He seemed eczema like a, is bad. Yeah, he, he was poor 18-year-old kid, man. He had a, like a quarter of a third of an eighth of a second of a mustache. I'm sure he was 18 because I'm pretty sure I saw some like, like tail of the tape thing where it said that he was 27. No, he's definitely 18. I, we did a little research on him before. He was born in 2001, June of 2001, I think. Yeah, I, I see what you're showing me there, Philly. We have we have Skype going on here, which is, of course, how we are doing the socially distant podcasting as best we can here. But yeah, I believe 18 years old. They mentioned it a couple of times on the broadcast. Again, a much cleaner and better broadcast from Max and Rogo, although we got to donate 20 bucks to Rogo so he can fix his microphone. There were some some rough times there with Rogo's mic. But, you know, that was the focus of today's episode. But we've got a, a few other LAFC news and notes to talk about Philly. But it's been about a week since we last saw each other on the podcasting realm. Oh, you just turned your light up a little bit, too, on your screen. So I can see you even Oh, And now it's back down again. Where'd Philly go? Ooh, on the next episode, find Philly. Um, but Philly, what you got going on in between the week or so? Anything happening over the week that you uh, had any fun? Anything did? No, nothing I could say that's out of the ordinary. I've cut back the drinking tremendously. I've been <laughs> exercising a lot more. Unbeknownst to me and not even doing this intentionally, I have worked out the last 10 days. That is 10 days in April. And at this point, I'm thinking I want to complete a 30-day challenge. Drinking was really fun in the beginning, but unfortunately, I have high levels of uric acid in my blood. So when I drink too much, my body punishes me with gout. So as a result of that, I needed to exercise. And I have found a lot of interesting and fun ways to exercise. And that's what's been keeping me busy. Thankfully, the financial markets have come up a bit. So my blood pressure has come down a little bit. But other than posting things on the pod, growing my hair and my beard, and trying to get some form of exercise in, and of course, watching lots and lots of old WWF pay-per-views. Yes, F. I'm talking like the golden era, the 80s. That is what I've been doing. What about you? Real quick, quick shout out to our buddy Jonathan. We are working on the bingo cards. If you had uric acid... Please mark that one off right now as you're listening (laughs) here to episode 92. I have been on a mission here to purge as as much as possible around the house. We've donated literally an entire car full of stuff to Salvation Army uh, a couple of days ago. So we've been just working little by little by little by little on getting some stuff out of here and and just getting this place a little bit cleaner and, and back where we need it to be. It's been A nice little break that I had. This is the last weekday of my spring break. I'll be back teaching the kiddos via distance learning up until probably the end of the school year. So about two more months 
of this pretty much all of May and, or excuse me, the rest of April, all of May, and then a couple weeks in June. So, you know, getting a lot of stuff done around here. You know, I, I am kind of bummed though, Philly, we're, we're going to smoothly transition into this day in LAFC history. I am bummed that we are not celebrating with some of our other friends who have a lot of reasons to celebrate today. Of course, we are recording this Friday, April 10th. It is about 933 in the evening, we just finished watching the matchup between Remy and X-Ray, or as Philly is now going to call this poor 18-year-old kid, Eczema. Eczema. Yep, there you go. And then we also watched the Staying Home with Max Bredos, episode one, which was interesting. We'll talk about that in a little bit. This is April 10th, so it's a big day for a couple of people that have a huge LAFC connection. First born in 1992, happy birthday to Charlie Lyon. He was a backup goalkeeper in 2018. And of course, when Philly and I got to watch Borussia Dortmund play at Bank of California Stadium, it was Charlie Lyon subbing in in the second half in place of Tyler Miller. I believe, Philly, that was his only appearance on the pitch in black and gold. Correct. You are absolutely correct, and he had some brilliant saves. Unfortunately, he let one go, which resulted in us drawing with Dortmund, but it was still fun seeing him on there. He did make some athletic saves. I would have thought he would have featured a little more, but as the tale of the tape goes, he did not make it past the first season. Yeah, if you guys remember, we actually kept four keepers our first season. Of course, Tyler Miller being the starter, Luis Buba Lopez, who had a little trouble staying healthy, and of course, Quillen Roberts, who was actually never healthy for the black and gold. I believe he started our first preseason game, did Quillen Roberts, and then that was the only time he was ever heard from in a black and gold uniform. And Charlie Lyon, who still without a team, but in the free agent pool for Major League Soccer. So if someone needs a goalie, it'll be Charlie Lyon, who they look towards if they need one on an emergency basis. He's born in 1992 on April 10th, so happy birthday to Charlie Lyon. Born in 1982, Philly, on April 10th. Brandon Beck. Happy birthday to Brandon Beck. He is a co-managing owner of LAFC, co-founder of Riot Games, and of course what a lot of our listeners will know him for. He is the co-creator of League of Legends, a wildly successful game that has allowed him to become the co-managing owner of LAFC. But our favorite, dare I say, our favorite person higher up in LAFC Philly, happy birthday to at LAFC Larry, the executive vice president and chief business officer, and one of just the nicest and coolest guys you will meet, Larry Friedman. Happy birthday, my friend. You forgot another title to add to Larry Legend's accolades, and that is 2019 Major League Soccer Executive of the Year. That's right. We, we've we been collecting awards in the LAFC front office. Of course, Richard Roscoe winning an award and now Larry Friedman. Look, I don't know if there is a more dapper, hardest working man at LAFC than Larry. Larry, we really appreciate you listening to our podcast. We know you're a big fan and we just want to wish you here at Defenders of the Bank the happiest of birthdays, my friend. Larry Friedman, happy birthday. I believe he turns 31 years old today, Larry Friedman. Happy birthday. We need to say it in our wrestling voices because we know he loves WWF. So give <laughs> us your Scarf Hogan happy birthday toast to Larry. Listen here, brother. Want to wish you a very happy birthday. Don't forget to drink your milk and eat your vitamins and the millions and millions of Hulkamaniacs, brother. Want to wish you a happy birthday, too. 
Larry, like the cream, you rose to the top, and you did it with a lot of macho man Billy Savage possessed to you. Happy birthday, brother. Dig it. Step into a Slim Jim. Also, I think I on... the blood vessel on that. I can't believe that dude was like that 24-7. Wow. I know. Can you imagine that? Well, you also didn't take the amount of steroids and other things that uh, Larry Pofo did over the course of his life either. Also, on April 10th, we do have a little bit of LAFC history. April 10th, 2018, LAFC, Adidas, and Parlay for the Oceans announced sales of the first ever Parlay jersey. It sold out in about three days, and they did not make it, I don't believe anyway, in double extra large. So thank you so much for that. That was fantastic. On April 10th, 2019, LAFC announcing a multi-year partnership with Curaçao, the largest Hispanic-centric retailer on the West Coast. That is April 10th in LAFC history. We'll go through just one more day, and that's because we want to hit April 11th. Tomorrow will be a very happy birthday for another person who we know and love so much, the dulcet tones of the sultry voice of LAFC, <laughs> Max Bredos. Happy birthday tomorrow, April 11th. We hope that you're finding some way to at least get a little peace and quiet and enjoyment out of your birthday <laughs> tomorrow on the 11th. They celebrated your birthday on the 11th, Max, on the in 2018 by announcing that Mark Rogandino and Javrina Catalina are announced as LAFC's local broadcast team on YouTube TV. That is now just about two years ago where Rogo and Gigi became the official LAFC broadcast team on YouTube TV, along with, of course, the sultry voice of LAFC, Max Bredos. On the 11th in 2019, LAFC, Adidas, and Parlay for the Oceans released the Season 2 Parlay jersey. Now, in 2018, the Parlay jersey sold out in three days. It took just 12 hours for the jersey to sell out in Season 2. That, of course, the navy and baby blue jersey there in Season 2. And unfortunately, it seems like tomorrow will be a day in LAFC history, Friday, April, or excuse me, Saturday, April 11, 2020, where it looks like the LAFC match at Vancouver will be postponed due to coronavirus. We did have a match in Vancouver today, albeit virtually, that we will talk about in a little bit, but that has been this day in LAFC history. Philly, in LAFC news and notes, I know you were actually monitoring both the Belarusian Soccer League, I believe, and the Bundesliga. There's some interesting things happening in the world of international soccer. Why don't you bring our listeners up to speed on what's going on in those two areas? There's light at the end of this poop tunnel that we have been residing in, and that light happens to be coming from Germany. Now, the Bundesliga is getting ready to start their season, albeit behind closed doors. Both cl All clubs in Bundesliga 1 and 2 have been practicing. And the idea is to get the games going in the beginning of May because there's a cease on everything until the end of April. And hopefully this season will go and end in June. This gives us something to watch. The Bundesliga has a deal with Fox. And the top five teams in the Bundesliga right now are going to make it really interesting. Your top five clubs separated by just a couple of points. You got Bayern Munich in first place, 55 points. You got Borussia Dortmund, 51. You got RB Leipzig, 50. You got Borussia Mönchengladbach. Try saying that several times fast. 49 points. And Bayer <laughs> Leverkusen, 47. These clubs are the only ones 
that are really fighting for any type of European slots. Schalke's in sixth. They don't have a shot. But that's going to be an exciting situation to have. Premier League, unfortunately, the talks are going that it doesn't look like they won't do, they'll do anything until July. But we do know Bundesliga is doing something. And oddly enough, with the population density that Germany has, with the amount of coronavirus cases that have happened, like they're, they've handled things really well. And interestingly enough, Jonathan Reimer on, on one of his posts, our good buddy Boozology, <laughs> he posted that a German doctor had proven and he went on record as saying that if you drink whiskey, whiskey is a really good combatant against COVID-19. <laughs> and no wonder I haven't gotten it because I've been consuming it from time to time. So shield yourself with whiskey. Shield yourself with scotch. What's the difference? All scotch is whiskey, but not all whiskey is scotch. Look it up. That's your challenge. And as far as Belarus is concerned, Belarus is doing something extremely interesting. They're still running. They are still playing games. And if you buy yourself a virtual ticket, interestingly enough, what the club is doing is they're putting, I think, like tiny little faces on people's seats to make it look like people are at the games. I find that to be utterly fascinating and pretty freaking ingenious. So if you want to make yourselves prevalent at a match, go ahead. Uh, I forget the teams that are doing it. Look it up. I'll give you some information. DM us or whatever. But, you know, virtual tickets. It'd be fun to see a Philly in the scarf fat head in Eastern Europe, don't you think? <laughs> I think people think I have a fat enough head as it is, actually. You know, a couple quick things about the Bundesliga, too. There are three players. If you're going to go ahead and watch the Bundesliga, which I highly recommend to everybody, there are three players that have some MLS ties in the Bundesliga right now that are going to be pretty exciting to watch come World Cup time for Canada. Alfonso Davies, who is quite quickly becoming one of the better left backs throughout the entire world, plays for Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga. Alfonso Davies, as good as it gets right now as a wingback and is really coming into his own. I think the kid turns 20 years old this season. Tyler Adams, formerly of New York Red Bulls. He's now over at Red Bull Leipzig over there. He is playing very, very well now and getting some real minutes. And then for Fortuna Dusseldorf, their goalkeeper, Zach Steffen, Team USA's number one goalkeeper, Zach Steffen, he is getting some minutes for a team really struggling to find their footing in the Bundesliga. So make sure you guys check out Alfonso Davies, Tyler Adams, and Zach Steffen, all names that we mentioned, by the way, on our last podcast talking about the allocation list. Not that any of the three of them are coming over anytime soon. You know, Philly, I was looking around on the Internet for some stuff about LAFC, and there was a great article I stumbled upon on NBCSports.com posted last week by Joel Soria of ProSoccerTalk.com. The question asked in the article, who is the best player in North America right now? And Joel Soria had a fantastic answer. He said, Carlos Vela is currently the best player in North America, period. Truthfully, it shouldn't take more than 15 seconds to generate such an answer, he said. The question should instead be, what player comes at a touching distance from 31-year-old Carlos Vela? And I love the article, Philly. He proceeded to go through a myriad of reasons as to why he thought Vela was number one, and we certainly tend to agree. And he went on to say, if it's still tough to accept, ask yourself this. Who was the last player in North America that Josep Maria Bartomeu and Barcelona went after? And he said, you guessed it right, Carlos Vela. So his reasoning pretty solid there, Philly, 
best player in North America, Carlos Vela. What's your take? I don't think he's wrong at all. I don't think it should have taken him 15 seconds. I would have given my answer in about five. There is no player in North America that is better than Carlos Vela. Not right now. Not with what he has done. Not with what he has contributed. Carlos Vela is the assassin. With Joseph Martinez being hurt, hopefully he will have enough time to get back onto the pitch and put his boots on. You know, with him being sidelined, though, the MLS assassin right now is Carlos Vela, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. Golden boot winner, record breaker, MVP. Not many more accolades that he could have earned. Cover man on GQ. That's right. Cover man on GQ Mexico, too. That's absolutely right. of the Canadian tuxedo. (laughs) The denim Canadian tuxedo. I love it so much. A couple of good articles by our friend Kevin Baxter. And Kevin, thanks so much for listening. We know you're a big fan of the show. The first of which spotlighted the incredible work that the LAFC Gaming Charity Challenges have been doing. Just a couple of numbers I want to throw out there. The matches against our first two combatants, which were the Galaxy, of course, and FC Dallas, have drawn over 537,000 unique viewers, and that certainly went up by leaps and bounds today. The largest audience for any one time for Remy's defeat of Carson was 16,675 people, only to be exceeded by Remy's win over FC Dallas, clocking it at 18,143 unique viewers. Philly, just in case you're curious, FC Dallas averages about 14,200 viewers in their actual matches. So we had 4,000 more people watching an online video game soccer game more than they have in FC Dallas for any of their actual games. We'll see what these numbers look like against Vancouver. If you looked at the chat threads, Vancouver was on our feed. Exra was on our feed. So I don't think they had their own channel set up. I think anybody who would have come to support Eczema and the Whitecaps came on to our numbers. So like whatever numbers you're seeing is a combined total from two EMLS clubs, which, you know, it'll skew some things, but you know, we have a ton of faithful supporters and, and Remy Martin fans in the black and gold community. And I'm sure he probably made some new fans and earned the respect of the Vancouver Whitecaps because those games were played really, really evenly. And we'll get more on that in, in just a second, you know, sticking with journalists, an interesting thing, Scarf. Yeah. A lot of you fans out there that follow soccer and, and, and journalists will know the name Grant Wall. He has been with Sports Illustrated for 24 years. And today, shockingly today, he was fired by Maven, the entity that acquired the rights to Sports Illustrated. 24 years, no severance pay. They fired him. And the reason why I'm bringing him up is he recently did an interview with Bob Bradley. And you can find it on sportsillustrated.com or you can find it on Grant Wall's podcast, which is Planet Football. But some there were some interesting excerpts, and I just want to go through a couple of them. Grant asked Bob the three best players he's ever coached. Here's an, an interesting one. Histo Stoichkov, Bulgarian international. Bob had him in his time in Chicago. He named him as the number one best player that he ever had the ability to coach. And Christo is above a currently dominating world-class player. Mo Salah, age 19, Bob had him when he coached the Egyptian international team. Bob listed Mo under Histo Stoichkov. 
Really, really interesting. And then he had a number of people for his third. Of course, he included Carlos Vela, and he had some time coaching Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey with the U.S. men's national team. But I thought that was interesting. Another interesting excerpt, Grant, uh, and I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to touch on a couple of highlights. Best team Bob coached against? He said Spain, 2009. Even though the U.S. beat Spain 2-0 in the Confederations Cup, Bob still went out and said Spain was the toughest team he's he's ever had to coach against. And that's going to tie into a player that Bob loves to watch more so than anybody, Xavi. Javi is his favorite player to watch. You know him, Spanish international, unbelievable world-class player. Best rivalry, ha, U.S. versus Mexico, no doubt about that. People who he admires, and he went on a long tangent about how much he loves Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp. Pep recently lost his mom. I believe it was to the coronavirus. I, I don't quote me on that, but I think it's because of those complications. You know, condolences to her. But he talked about Pep and Jurgen a heck of a lot. And the thing that I wanted to bring out, the most memorable victory, and I know a lot of U.S. men national team supporters or just U.S. soccer supporters in general will remember that nail-biting win against. Against Algeria. What a game that was. But if you're looking to get into more depth into that interview, again, sportsillustrated.com has all that. And of course, you could check out Grant Wall on Planet Football after this weekend. You'll no longer be able to find Grant on Sports Illustrated. I don't know what direction they're heading in, cutting out all these veterans. That's the world we're living in, Scarf. Yeah, you mentioned U.S. men's national team fans. We'd also like to thank both of them for tuning in to our podcast as well. We appreciate that. U.S. men's <laughs> national team falling on a little bit of hard times recently, but we're hoping with those couple players that we mentioned, especially with Tyler Adams and Zach Steffen into the fray, that we'll be able to qualify and do well in the World Cup. One other big thing that I wanted to mention was LAFC's own digital content manager, Will Walsh. Will Walsh coordinated an incredible video showcasing athletes and representatives from across Los Angeles' professional sports clubs and franchises. Walsh was also nice enough, by the way, to go out of his way to include a few teams from as far away as Anaheim and Carson. Their 108-word message that they all read, which was basically a star-studded PSA on dealing with the coronavirus. (laughs) Coronavirus. (laughs) Coronavirus. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's sting. Oh, no, that's <laughs> a coronavirus. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm awfully oh. ill with coronavirus. Oh, I don't think we should make light of it, but that's pretty funny. No, I'm not making light of it, just the way you said it. No, I know, I know. The 108... You make sure you back up your computer. You don't want to correct a virus. The 108-word message, which was basically a star-studded PSA on dealing with the coronavirus, was read by our very own Edward Atuesta sporting newly blonde hair, along with Mike Trout of the Angels, Walker Bueller of the Dodgers, Jared Goff of the Rams, the Lakers' Kyle Kuzma, and so many others. Bueller. We we all recognize the need to figure out something to get all the mayor's points across. The thing that would have the most impact was something that united all the teams— above sports, above the rivalries, and above everything else. And Will said, I can't think of the last time that all the teams have done something to like like this. I just wanted to make sure we pointed out the incredible job that Will Walsh did on this great PSA. You can find it on LAFC's website. It is an incredible endeavor. Great job there by the digital content team over at LAFC, led by Will Walsh. Uh, You know, Philly, the other rough news from today is that today, of course, April 10th, 
The mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, extending the stay-at-home order through <laughs> May 15th. So that's about another month from where we sit today. And, of course, that likely throws even more chaos into the Major yeah. League Soccer schedule and certainly our schedule at Bank of California Stadium, Philly. <laughs> I think, personally, and again, this hasn't been brought up by LAFC yet, but I think this unfortunately kills the three-game homestand that was right after all of the other games that have already been canceled. And unfortunately, that three-game homestand, including the May 16th game against Carson, including the May 24th game, and this is a bummer for the two of us, against NYCFC, that one I was really looking forward to, and another return of Christian Ramirez with the Houston traffic cones on May 30th. (laughs) You know, kind of a bummer that we're going to be missing those three games. You know, I know that our history with Carson and everything, and we're really bummed that that's likely now going to get postponed. But, Philly, I was really looking forward to the NYCFC game because, look, we've had a hard time with NYCFC. In 2018, we tied them 2-2 at Bank of California Stadium. 2019, we tied them 2-2 at Yankee Stadium. That, of course, being the famous Vela home run goal celebration. And while we did beat them in preseason this year, 3-1, we have yet to beat them in a regular season matchup. And NYCFC, Philly, as we know, they were also in the second round of the CONCACAF Champions League. And we had a good laugh at their expense because, of course, that game not played at Yankee Stadium, that first <laughs> leg against Tigres. That was the one that was played at home, quote-unquote, in their rival's home park, Red Bull Arena. You imagine the Mets having to play a home game at Yankee Stadium, or even worse, you imagine LAFC having to play a home match at the Diggs Park down in Carson? No, it's crazy. Just the idea of it makes me shiver. I mean, just to quote you earlier, I don't know what got into management. They must have got some type of virus in the head. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what the heck happened there. And a lot of the supporters, they weren't keen on going to Red Bull Arena, a yeah. Red Bull Stadium. It, it and I, and I don't blame them. The best thing they could have done is collectively packed it more than Red Bull would have and, and won the game, but that wasn't to be. But, yeah, you're right. We haven't beaten NYCFC at all. And even if we would have played a game like a couple weeks afterwards, like this MLS moratorium goes until the 29th. But if the stay-at-home orders in Los Angeles County are extended to May 15th, we wouldn't have the ability to get out there and train anyway. I don't know if we're even going to see any games at this point in the month of May. Now we start to bleed into June, potentially start bleeding into July. Are we going to really triple stack these games? Are we going to cancel some games? Are we going to get refunded for any of the games that we paid for and missed? There's just so many question marks. But again, unfortunately, it's not up to Garcetti, Newsom, Donald Trump. It's it's up to Mother Nature and, and science. That That's real. And God, if so be it, so willing. That's it. That's where we are. And that's what's beyond frustrating. But... From what I've been reading, the numbers have gone down. I'm not a, I'm not a pro or I'm some type of statistician or an expert in this field, but from what I'm hearing, the numbers are going down, and that, and that's a good thing. It'd be too premature to go out and say, all right, let's kick back the season, let's go back to normal, and then you know half the county gets wiped out because of this stupid disease. Yeah, I really you know- can't wait till this is over. I am, I'm not sad anymore. I'm just angry, angry that it got to this level, angry that – so much has transpired since the stupid virus crossed our borders. It's just, 
Let's change the subject, man. I, I want to yank out all my beard hair. <laughs> Just the gray ones. It's okay. Yeah, you know, the, still, the other that's thing, too, uh, obviously, we we feel that everyone's health and, and everyone's well-being far, far, far more important yep. than even being back at the bank with all of our black and gold faithful. It does have me thinking, though, Philly, about Wednesday, July 29th. Wednesday, July 29th, of course, the date for the Major League Soccer All-Star Game against a Liga MX All-Star squad. And that's scheduled to be held at Bank of California Stadium. I'm really hoping that they just push that back and do something fun, maybe some sort of an exhibition or something. But, you know, it'll, it'll remain to be seen what they choose to do with that. But we are definitely looking forward to brighter days ahead with all of those different scenarios working themselves out. Like you said... It's not really up to anybody else out there other than Mother Nature and, and our medical professionals doing all of the wonderful work that they are trying to do. One more thing, Philly, I want to get into before we get into the breakdown and some other stuff that, that I know you want to talk about as well. I just want to give a big shout out to our buddy Al Rate. He is the brainchild and headman over at the Tuesday trivia side of things. If you have your LAFC app and you go to games on Tuesday, I believe it's at 8 o'clock every Tuesday, there's going to be a series of trivia challenges. Last week were three games of 11 questions each. This one not bamboozled by Rich Baskin himself, Benedict Orozco. So he did not cheat <laughs> this week. But it is an incredible job that Al and the team over there at the LAFC app are doing. An incredible job there. So we just want to give a big shout-out to our buddy Al. Absolutely. We love Al. We love everything he does. And Al, we were just talking to him. He was at the stadium the other day. Why? Because Bank of California Stadium, the Staples Center, the Forum, they turned on the blue lights. Scarf, let's talk about that really quickly. Turn on the blue lights. No, is it not? That wasn't for... So, no, not that one. Okay. No, but, yeah. but I love the sound of your melodious voice. Please. Oh, my goodness. That was pretty on rough. on my wayward son. Oh, that was rough. But, yeah, an incredible reason for why they did it. And it's something, from what we understand, that they are going to continue to do throughout the course of this virus. It was an homage, a thank you to all of the medical professionals out there for all of the hard work that they're doing and everything that they are doing to stop the spread of this disease. Landmarks around Los Angeles put on their blue lights as a thank you to all of the first responders and medical providers throughout not just the city of Los Angeles, but everyone everywhere that is helping to fight this terrible disease. I know, I thought it was kind of neat too. I've seen D9U on their page. They've been doing some cool things on the internet about highlighting some of the medical heroes uh, that have been on the front lines for everything. But really cool to see Bank of California Stadium in blue. Philly, that, that's a great job to point that out. It was really beautiful to see a lot of those pictures. And interestingly enough, you know what club and what team and what stadium did not participate? Uh, Carson? They did not participate at all. And we can make the argument, yeah, yeah, they're not in L.A. Yeah, they're not. How could you not participate? Why would you not participate? Maybe they don't have blue lights. Whatever they don't have, I think it's just sad that they didn't participate. And I want to shout out the Boogeyman, because he had this really, really funny thing that he posted on Instagram. It was all the stadiums in L.A., 
with the blue lights and it was a picture <laughs> of Dignity Health Sports Park bursting into flames. It was, <laughs> I, I laughed for a good five minutes. Oh, Philly, one last thing we almost forgot to mention in LAFC news and notes, and I only thought of this because I got hungry. Mark Anthony K. Oh, oh you took goodness. the wind out of my sails, Scarf. I was going to ask you if you liked banana bread and coffee cake bread bread if you saw the way MLS wrote it. Yeah, there's a lot of breads in the title of that there. But, Philly, you are absolutely right. I printed out the recipe myself so that we can make it here at the Scarf Compound in Lawndale. I can't wait to try Mark Anthony K.'s recipe. It was called coffee cake banana bread bread. Bread bread. bread. Bread? It's like Jimmy two times from Goodfellas. I'm going to go get the papers, the papers. Mark yeah. Anthony K is going to bake the banana bread, the bread. Yeah, there was a lot of bread in there. If you haven't been over to MLSsoccer.com to check out his recipe, you are absolutely right. It's been really, really cool to see that other side of Mark Anthony K. Coffee, cake, banana, bread, bread. 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 <laughs> the papers. Yeah. And Philly, you're a fitness guy. I'm in a fitness coffee cake in my mouth, but you're a fitness guy. Daniel Guzman, the head performance coach, he's been really doing a lot of things, not just with LAFC players, but with the black and gold faithful that we can do. Have you been have you been keeping up with Daniel Guzman's workouts? I saw that LAFC posted it on the story, and I thought it was a really great idea. Cabin fever is a real thing, and some type of physical fitness is good to get some of that stress off and get some of those endorphins going just to breed in that positivity. But yeah, really, really interesting stuff. I've got my own little workout regimen that if you care to, I'll highlight at the very end. But very, very cool that he put something on there because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that want to do some type of exercise. I saw this on Instagram, and it's so true. You're going to have two types of people that come out of this quarantine. The first type, people are going to come out in really, really good shape because all they've basically done is work out. The other type of people are going to walk out like Bastion Booger from World Wrestling Federation. (laughs) Those are the two types of people, really fit or Bastion Booger. That's your spectrum. All right, there you go, Jonathan. If you had Bastion Booger Square in bingo there, make sure you mark that one off. And for the rest of you guys, please just take two seconds, put pause for just a second, and Google Bastion Booger, if you don't mind. He was one of my favorite heels of WWF back in the 90s. He bred and oozed sex appeal scarf. Oh, not even a little bit. Uh, The last thing that we'll talk about before we get into the breakdown, we really did enjoy the first episode of Max Bredos and LAFC staying at home. It, it of course, featured, among other things, Maurice Adu. We got to hang out with him a little bit down in Long Beach at an incredible event put on by Nikki's Sports, highlighting how much better LAFC's PR team and hype team is than Carson Galaxy. And Philly, didn't we run into him at Bank of California Stadium once as well? Yeah, we hung out with him up in the Sunset Club for a little while. I feel like we bump into Maurice Adu quite a bit. And for those of you who don't know who he is, I mean, the guy was a heck of a player. He was the first overall pick in the 2007 MLS Super Draft. I mean, he was MLS Rookie of the Year. He played in Scotland for one of the biggest clubs, Rangers, even winning a Scottish Premier League title on three occasions. He's part of Stoke City. The guy's been around, played for the Philadelphia Union. The guy's been around, and now he's parlayed his skills onto media because he's been a part of Fox Soccer, if I'm not mistaken, for quite some time now. Super cool guy, very approachable, really, really like Maurice Adu. 
Yeah, former number one pick in the MLS Super Draft. You said it. The dude is absolutely incredible. One of the other features that we wanted to highlight, too, we're so glad that our friend Amy is feeling better at Sweet Home Amy on all the social media. She was highlighted there because she had a battle with coronavirus that she has since overcome. So we're really happy that she has been able to defeat this and then get back, of course, to her fantastic husband, Adrian, and beautiful daughter, Malia, and their really good farm. They have chickens in the back of their backyard and everything. They have chickens and, and avocados, and if they find any chickens or avocados missing, it was probably me. Uh, the other <laughs> thing that I enjoyed about the episode, because this is a player, Philly, that we haven't had a lot of time to get to know or see very much of, the episode, and this, of course, was the premiere, the first episode of LAFC staying at home. There was an interview with Bradley Wright Phillips, and I know both you and I were extremely excited to see Bradley Wright Phillips finally donning the black and gold. Look, a lot of people don't know this about Bradley Wright Phillips, but he is tied for seventh all-time in most goals scored in Major League Soccer history with 108 goals. He is just six goals behind Philly. Anche Razov, who, of course, yep. is one of our assistant coaches on LAFC. Incredible goal-scoring talent we have both on the pitch and coaching for us as well. And there are two games that I'm super bummed. I know when Bradley Wright Phillips signed with us, he circled two games on his calendar as well. Unfortunately, we wouldn't be able to see either of these two games at Bank of California Stadium because these are two away matches. But Philly, Saturday, June 20th at Montreal, a really intriguing matchup because Philly, who is the current head coach for the Montreal Impact? Thierry Henry, baby. I mean, one of the most unbelievable players, if not one of the best players to ever grace the Premier League. Thierry Henry, wow, what a talent. He hasn't had that much success in his coaching career, but hopefully he'd be able to turn Montreal around. Man, that would have been exciting and so cool to have gotten to see him in real life. Yeah, you know, he and BWP, a little bit of history playing on the field together there oh, back in the day. Just a little bit. And then, of course, the game Sunday, July 19th at Red Bull Arena. That would have been his first game back to the New York Red Bulls, the old stomping grounds where he scored all 108 of his Major League Soccer goals. It would have been really cool to see what they were going to do for him. Again, we don't know that those games have been canceled, but they're definitely not going to happen likely on July 19th when that game was scheduled or back in June 20th. But a really cool interview there and a very well done job by Max Bredos in that interview with Bradley Wright Phillips. But Philly, speaking of great jobs done by Max and our buddy Rogo, we had a great matchup today in EMLS. Max kept calling it virtual Vancouver that <laughs> we were playing in. And in a highly anticipated matchup today, Friday, April 10th, between Remy Martin, of course, LAFC's black and gold defender, when he took on Vancouver's EMLS contender, Alex Gonzalez, better known as X-Ray, or as Philly is going to call him. Eczema. There you go. This poor 18-year-old Nobody kid. likes eczema. Nobody likes eczema. This poor 18-year-old kid that Philly is going to pick on who can barely grow a mustache from Guadalajara who now Stark, lives. you can barely grow a mustache. I know. I'm working on it, though. That's my goal for this quarantine is to see how grody of a mustache that I can get by the time we're done. I apologize quarantine to anyone. Quarantine will be the next challenge, Scarf. I mean, that one I've got either way, unfortunately, but the mustache is going to be tough. He now lives in Regina, giggity, Saskatchewan, Canada. <laughs> 
And as we mentioned <laughs> in our previous I'm sorry. Podcast, like, how could we not? You and I, with our Jay and Silent Bob esque humor, how can we not laugh at being from? I'm sorry, I can't even say. Can you say it one more time, please? I can say Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes, yes, oh, I can. Man. Oh, as we mentioned in our previous podcast, Philly, X-ray eliminated Remy Eczema. Martin in the quarterfinals Eczema. of Series One of EMLS this year in Philly, and not actual Philly, like Philly the person, but Philly the city, Philadelphia. So. There's some some history there, Philly, between these two players, Remy Martin and say his name one more time for me. Eczema. And where is he from again? <laughs> I, I can't help you. He there, can't yeah. even do it. It's so funny to watch him <laughs> giggle like a second grader, which is only a couple of years <laughs> younger than I think X-Ray is. So, you know, it was an incredible matchup between these two guys. Ranked fourth in EMLS is X-Ray and fifth in EMLS is Remy Martin. Just two points separating these two gamers. And it lived up to all the hype Philly Look, we're not going to do a minute-by-minute, blow-by-blow breakdown of these three games, but I'll sum it up real quick for a lot of our listeners out there. The first game, Philly, ended, what was the score? 2-2. 2-2. What about the second game? 2-2. And the third game? Oh, drum roll. 2-2. It was incredible. Look, they were a lot of fun. These games, very so exciting. Uh, For the first time at home, I definitely let out a big shout when in the second match, Raito, by the way, Raito scored a goal. That's something to talk about. That was kind of cool. Wright Phillips scored a goal. Bradley Wright Phillips wearing number 77. Can we please get that right? FIFA, come on. He's number 66. Let's get it right. But yeah, first game, Rossi scores a goal to go up one nothing, And then two quick ones, very quick ones, when I think Remy was playing on tilt a little bit there, by Cavallini, making it 2-1 Vancouver. And in the 75th minute, Carlitos salvaging a point on a great pass from Brian Rodriguez. So the first match ends 2-2. One more thing to highlight on that, though, Scar. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. It was down to the water. It was down to the wire. And had it not been for San Cisniega blocking that 11-meter penalty kick, Eczema could have easily have walked away with the first win, but wow, we saw Pablo block a penalty kick, much like he did in real life, Scarf. That's art right, imitated life. Right. Philly, also some art imitating life. Dayon Yakovic picking up the red card that led to that penalty shot. He was the second player in LAFC history to ever earn a red card May 26th. 2018 so Dayon with a red there but yeah we finished with 10 men but Remy couldn't get a late one there as the first game ends 2-2 second one it was Reyna with an early goal for Vancouver in the 31st minute and again Reyna in the 38th minute and all of a sudden Philly in the second game we're down 2-0 going into the half and it was that same tactic that we watched X-Ray use over and over and over again where if he got the ball in the middle, he ran to that goal line, that touch line there out of bounds, and then made that pass across to his left, found the goal on a beautiful shot both times by Reyna using the same tactic, Jordi Reyna, up 2 nothing at the half, and then it was substitution time, Philly. Indeed, and coming in to the second half, wow, what a blaze that Remy Martin throughout there 63rd minute we had Rossi score Rossi been on fire as far as the sticks and Remy Martin is concerned we had another 12 minutes go by where Raito ends up scoring the game 
that two-goal deficit, something that we thought was going to be a hard deficit for Remy Martin to overcome, was cut into shreds. He tied the game, and there was still 25 minutes to go. That game at the end, super, super intense. And I got to give it to Remy. What a great defensive effort on his part. There were plenty of situations where Eczema could have like come in and, and scored a goal, but man, great defensive effort, great come from behind to, to, to tie the game. No wonder these two are neck and neck in the standings because they both play such extreme and exciting styles of FIFA football. Yeah, they both think that they are very offensive-minded, which I like to see in soccer anyway. And, and really, I thought Remy dominated that second half, able to come back, 2-2 tie. So we move on to the winner-take-all, or in this case, winner-take-nothing-at-all third game. This one, of course, also ending in a 2-2 tie. A great play to start it off in the 12th minute. This game very, very tight in the first half. X-Ray with a beautiful save 1v1 against Dio, and then a hard tackle by Remy in the box just five minutes later. And then Huang and Bomb with a beautiful save on the back line. It very much could have been 1-0 in the 19th minute. But in the 40th minute, Remy couldn't clear a ball by Milinkovic, and now it's one nothing Vancouver. And Philly, a little bit, sort of, kind of, of an LAFC tie with Milinkovic. Milinkovic, of course, on loan from Hull City, and we have a yeah. player out there on the pitch who used to be at Hull City. Adama Diamande, baby. I actually have a Hull City kit in my closet as a homage to number 99. Which, by the way, if you give Philly pretty much any excuse to go buy a jersey, he absolutely will. He loves collecting kits from anywhere that he can, especially if it has an LAFC tie. But, Philly, let's talk about the chip shot from the player who has to be the black and gold MVP for this three-match aggregate, Diego Rossi. In the 45th minute, a beautiful chip shot right over the keeper to tie it up at one. And it was 45 minutes to go, Philly. 45 minutes for it all. And we almost were able to put this one away. We did. We started the second half. Bradley Wright Phillips was subbed into the game, immediately scoring a goal. And that puts Remy up two to one on eczema. And we're thinking, oh man, this is it. He's just gonna he's gonna play some amazing defense. He's gonna have the same defensive effort as he had in game two, and we're gonna walk away with a winner. Remy has yet to really lose the series in the three weeks that we've played thus far. Unfortunately, that wasn't to be the case because in the 90th minute, eczema scores and just like that, the 90th minute hex makes itself prevalent once again. Third straight two to two tie. The aggregate, for those of you paying attention, <laughs> six to six. And wow, best EMLS I've ever witnessed, Scarf. How, what are your thoughts? Okay, so I have a couple quick thoughts. One, I think, though, that by default, we actually win this aggregate. Even though it was six six, the first and the third games both played in Vancouver. So technically we lead on away goals four to two. So oh, I'm going to go ahead. Good point. I'm going to go ahead and chalk that up as a win for Remy. But the second, yeah, I've never gotten excited like I did when Brian Rodriguez scored that goal. And I've never got as upset as I did when Jordi Reina scored that goal in the first minute of stoppage time there. All we had to do was make one more clear and Remy just a little careless with possession. I would have loved to have seen Remy 
hold the ball for a little bit longer. Make some safer passes. Don't try to press up as much when you have that ball in the 90th minute. But I'm not going to tell the gaming professional how to play a game where he would beat me 15 to nothing on. So, you know, it is what it is. the first half. I know, right? But the, one of the other things I wanted to point out, Philly, $7,133. That is the amount that LAFC has raised so far for the LAFC Foundation with Alina and James and everybody else who does all the great work over at the LAFC Foundation. We are over $7,100 raised throughout these three matches. So very, very excited to see if we can hit the $7,500 mark or even the $8,000 mark at our next match. And Philly, I'm excited. Saturday, April 25th. Saturday, April 25th. And that's according to what I saw on LAFC's website. Saturday, April 25th against the Chicago Fire. We will get to see Remy Martin take the sticks one more time. Not sure if they'll have anything before today, April 10th, until the 25th. But that's what I read on their Twitch page and on the LAFC's website. So we'll see if it's Saturday, April 25th against the fire. If that's the next time Remy lights them up on the sticks, I will be there to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know, that about wraps up the the recap as far as the game is concerned. Really, really cool to just get together uh, on another occasion and, and just talk trash to each other and, and have some fun. And I love how LAFC is just still keeping everybody together, still throwing these really, really cool events. Our, the birthday boy tomorrow, Max Bredos, I got to give him a shout out because even on his own show, he's doing a lot of really cool things on Instagram Live. He had Chael Sonnen earlier in the week, Scarf. Super, super cool. I love the bad guy from Westland, Oregon, the gangster. That guy, it was hilarious. He had, and you would appreciate this being a wrestling fan, Jonathan Coachman. It finally happened. It was a successful IG Live. Had him on the show as well. And I also got to give a shout out to little Maxie. So funny. It's just <laughs> watching Max and Maxie banter is hilarious. At one point, Max is talking to the camera and he's getting all into it. And then little Maxie comes through and, and puts a business card right in front of the camera. And he's like, well, what are you doing? And Maxie's like, look, I wanted to show everybody the business card. He's like, what business card? He's like, in case anybody wanted to buy a lightsaber. I, I laughed my tail off. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. Just, these, these bouts of randomness just add to the charm of the show. And thank you, Max Bredos, for keeping us entertained. And happy birthday, brother. We got nothing but love for you, dude. No, you're absolutely right. Lots of great things to look forward to, Philly, from LAFC. Of course, tomorrow, Saturday, Estrella TV's LAFC flashback on Estrella TV. It'll be LAFC versus the Colorado Rapids from the 6th of October. Of course, that game, Philly, being the game where Carlos Vela etching his name into Major League Soccer immortality with the hat trick to break Joseph Martinez's record. LAFC breaking the points record in a season now at 72 and tying the 98 Carson team with goals with 85. What an incredible game that was. You can watch it on Estrella TV tomorrow, Saturday, April 11th from 5 to 7 p.m. And then Black and Gold Rewind presented by YouTube TV from 8 to 10 on LAFC.com and on YouTube TV. LAFC versus the Red Bulls from August 11th of last season. So you can watch Bradley Wright Phillips sit on the bench, I believe, in that game. Although I think he might have come in later in the game. I'll have to check the box score for that. Philly, some cool things on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as well from LAFC. Indeed, on Monday, LAFC and 30 on LAFC.com is the matchup against Dallas that was played on 
May 19th, 2019. And of course, everybody's new favorite thing to do on Tuesdays, trivia night. Now, I'm happy to say that I blessed the top five recently, although I don't go by my normal name. I play incognito. And I don't really know why I play incognito. I, I just know why. I, it's because you're nervous. Step up to the plate. Let's go. Put it on the team. What am I nervous about? Hey, man. Oh. I, I, you and I both play. You and I both placed once. And I think if we would have combined our scores, we would have been neck and neck for a lot of these. Because I, I make silly mistakes. The oh, kind we'll of never mistakes, know because you don't put your name out in front of it. LFC 1533. You've heard it right here. That is my incognito name. Why? I don't know. That was the automatically generated name that the app gave me. But if you see LAFC 1533, it is me. But maybe I will come up with Philly because that's only the right thing to do. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, Wednesday, Wednesday, April 15th, what would have been tax day is now black and gold rewind presented by YouTube TV, the LAFC game at Toronto FC from from last season. So a lot of good things coming down the pipe from LAFC and about LAFC. Again, some more things that just keep us distracted and keep us moving forward in these crazy times. We still love this just as much as day one when we started it, and we can't wait to be back here in just about another week for episode 93. And again, thank you guys all so much for listening. If you have time, head over to social media. Give us a rating if you don't mind. And of course, you can follow us on social media on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank. And we have got Philly. One last quick thing that we want to mention tomorrow, we are celebrating Scarf today. That's right. Don't forget, head on over to our Instagram page and check out the video that we have up on our post tomorrow, April 11th, and all weekend. We are celebrating Scarf today, and who better to celebrate it with than Philly and the Scarf? That's right. Show me all those great LAFC scarves, but Philly had a really good point there. He wanted to break out all of his Manchester United scarves that he has there. He wanted Panda to be able to showcase all those Gunner scarves that she has all around the house. (laughs) It doesn't matter what team you support. It doesn't matter what the scarf is for. Check out the video. You'll see everything from the Dia de los Muertos scarf there to a forward Madison FC Go Mingo scarf as well. That, of course, my USL team that I support and know and love so much. So show us your scarves for hashtag scarf today, which should run through the entire weekend. We want to see all of your scarves. A very big happy birthday to two of our favorite people in the club. Of course, that's Larry Friedman and Max Legend. Guys, this has been episode 92, and you guys know how we like to end all of our episodes. One, Eins, zwei, drei. Bye-bye. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't. Here we Why go we... again. Are you ready? Yep. One, two, three. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.